This is Kingdom Vibes Podcast. Conversations about experiencing the waves of God. Welcome. My name is Samuel Broby Jr. And I'm your host on this journey of truth, clarity, and directions. In our culture filled with complex deceptions and false claims masquerading as truth, hearing the heart of God cannot be taken lightly. Your very life, a thriving life, depends on it. Glad you're here. Make sure you join us online at KingdomVibesPodcast.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at KVibesPodcast, Instagram at KingdomVibesPodcast, and our Facebook page at KingdomVibesPodcast. Be sure to join the conversation and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for joining me for this episode. February is popularly known in the U.S. as Black History Month. But what exactly is that? What does that really mean? Why is there a Black History Month? Some of you might ask. Why do we dedicate only one month to Black History anyway? And how come there is no White History Month? Are there any other cultural or heritage month besides Black history? These questions and many more will be the focus of today's episode. I was 21 years old, a student and a fairly new immigrant in the U.S., As I was preparing to be more independent and eventually move out of my host parents' house, I realized I needed a social security number. After researching and locating where that office was, I went and filled out the forms in order to be assigned a number. As I filled the forms, I got to the race portion and was stumped. This was the first time I was encountering such a difficult problem understanding what was being required of me. I called for help and a pleasant middle-aged African-American woman approached to assist. I asked about the race box to which she simply said, Oh, go ahead and check this one. Just that one. Baffled, I had to ask which one. She shot me a puzzled look which slowly turned into a piercing and probing stare, as if to say, I'm not ready to play any games here, young man. Then she said, pointing to the black box, just check here, and looked at me with the confidence of a government worker who knows her stuff. But I was unyielding and blurted out respectfully though, but I'm not black. Her face registered a mixture of shock, bewilderment, and a no-nonsense look. After a brief silence, she instructed me to wait by the counter. 
Uh-oh. I started to think, what did I do wrong? Anyway, as she turned away, several thoughts went through my mind. Did I say something wrong? Was she going to get me a different form or what was really going on? As I looked at where she disappeared to, I noticed two or three heads slowly popping up and snickering. She started approaching with another lady I suspected was her colleague or supervisor. When they got to the counter, the new lady asked me what difficulty I was encountering. After explaining to her that I don't see my race in the race category, she firmly asked, what is your race? To which I answered, I am from the African continent, from the country of Ghana, from the tribe of Ashanti, and I don't see our box in the race category. <laughs> now, I was serious. I was not joking around. I didn't know these things, how these things work. So I just told her what I wanted to tell her. Well, she looked at me and affirmed me with a gentle smile and said, check this one, pointing to the black option. I was confused at this point. What I knew to be black was what I had learned about in James Brown's song. You know, the Say It Loud, I'm Black and Proud song. She wasn't certainly conferring upon me this black American status. All of a sudden, I thought to myself, Still, to me, that box did not fit. After further discussions, I chose an option that I felt comfortable with, other. I asked whether that would be a problem, and I was relieved to hear her say no. So that was that, other. That evening, I recounted my experience to my European-looking white parents. They painstakingly explained to me why anyone that looks like me is considered black. I was really confused. This led to discussions about struggles of Africans brought to the Americas and made slaves and the civil rights movement, including Black History Month. Over the years, I have added a lot more to what I learned. I have not completed this journey. I would like to share some of what I know with you. So let's begin with what it is. Why do we have Black History Month? February has become one of the most celebrated cultural heritage months on the U.S. calendar. Notice I said one, not the only throughout the year. It is a federally recognized celebration of the contributions African Americans have made to this country and a time to reflect on the continued struggle for racial equity. Now, how did this come about? The first person, known as the father of Black History Month, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, whose parents were enslaved, was an author, historian, and the second African-American to earn a PhD at Harvard University. He recognized that the American education system offered very little information about the accomplishments of African-Americans. This situation, I must add, was done and continues in some places intentionally as a way to suppress information that casts African Americans in a good light or simply affirms their humanity. Dr. Woodson founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, now called the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. In 1926, Dr. Woodson proposed a National Negro History Week, remember week, which was intended to showcase everything students learn about black history throughout the school year. 
He believed it was essential for young African Americans to understand and be proud of their heritage. Here's what he said. Those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished lose the inspiration which comes from the teaching of biography and history. It wasn't until 1976, during the height of the civil rights movement, that President Gerald Ford expanded the week into a month-long celebration. But why the month of February? Dr. Woodson chose the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass, a famed abolitionist who escaped from slavery, and President Abraham Lincoln, who formally abolished slavery. There is also a little bit of history here about this month of February. Here it is. Although this month of February is the start of Black History Month, did you know that February 1st is the National Freedom Day? Yes, it is. February 1st, as the National Freedom Day, is the anniversary of the approval of the 13th Amendment. You remember, the 13th Amendment, which formally abolished slavery, was officially approved on February 1st, 1865. According to the National Constitution Center, Richard Wright, who was enslaved and became a civil rights advocate and author, lobbied for the celebration of the day. Almost 100 years later, that day became known as National Freedom Day. On January 25, 1949, President Harry Truman signed a bill establishing National Freedom Day on February 1st. This is what he said. I call upon the people of the United States to pause on that day in solemn contemplation of the glorious blessings of freedom which we humbly and thankfully enjoy. Now, why don't we have White History Month? I'm sure some of you may be wondering why. Well, because the history of the majority culture has always been told to the exclusion of all other cultural heritage, either by design or by default. To talk extensively about whiteness will require a different episode, so I'll just leave it here. I'll just leave it at that. One of the reasons why Black History Month is important is because it provides an opportunity to center academic curriculum and a broader public conversation on the nationwide racial equity issues. I would say, and I'm sure many cultural experts will agree that, Understanding black history and learning more about systematic racism is essential as our country faces backlash to civil rights activism, such as the George Floyd protests. This understanding is needed now, even more now, especially after the elections. It is a fact that many individuals and groups have cultivated and fueled resentment towards civil rights activism because of the failure to understand the history of race and racism and a strong desire to overlook the worst aspects of racist violence and terrorism in the United States. Case in point, I posted a short history about Black History Month on my personal Facebook page. Someone I know who calls himself a friend and claims to follow Jesus Christ responded with a comment that read, I remember that Jewish man that died to set us free from all racism on the cross, bro. I celebrate all races and colors. 
I am a God man, he wrote. Do you see how inappropriate this comment is? He demonstrated gross ignorance, pungent haughtiness, and a complete lack of empathy for human dignity towards African Americans. I'll spare you the details of what happened afterwards, but doing a perfunctory run-through of the history of Black History Month could have enlightened this friend of mine. This is the kind of things that people are talking about these days. There are other months dedicated to other cultural heritages, like March is for Greek American Heritage Month, September is Hispanic American Heritage Month, November, American Indian and Alaskan Native Heritage Month, and so on and so forth. There are several of them, but we're going to focus on just Black History Month this time. How do we celebrate Black History Month? How can you celebrate Black History Month, especially this year? The theme of the Black History Month for 2021 is the Black family, representation, identity, and diversity. Chosen by the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. Many institutions, including the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture, offer digital programming for those celebrating at home. The NAACP offers guidance for businesses and organizations on the best way to honor Black History Month. We will include some links to resources in the show notes, so just take a look at the show notes. A word of advice here, though. Educators must teach Black history from Black or African-American perspective. I recall a favorite African proverb that goes, Until the lions have their own historians, the history of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. So here are some guiding principles for educators to explore. Talk about the history of the African continent and the African diaspora. Talk about black agency, perseverance, and resistance. Talk about power, oppression, and racism. Talk about black identities other than Christian middle-class black men. Talk about black historical contention and the problematic aspects of black history. Talk about black achievement and excellence. Talk about blacks in the Bible. Yes, there are blacks. There are blacks in the Bible, I should say. Biblical and theological history. And a very interesting thing, St. Augustine, I never knew was a black person. That is something that we can all find out. Many, many theologians of old who are blacks. Finally, black history should go beyond the month of February, I think. And I think there's a growing movement of thinkers along that lines, that black history should go beyond the month of February. It should include more black authors, such as James Baldwin, into the literary canon. Here are some books that you could read. These books I have personally read that would be most helpful as far as Black History Month is concerned. The first book, this book has changed my thinking theologically. It has changed my thinking in a very significant way. It has impacted me so deeply. The first one, Free at Last, The Gospel in the African-American Experience by Dr. Carl E. Ellis Jr. Another book would be How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Candy. Another good book that I enjoyed 
is Between the World and Me by Tanahasi Coates. You can read also Stamped Racism, Anti Racism, and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Candy. Yet another book is The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. You can also read Just Mercy, A Story of Justice and Redemption by Brian Stevenson. Here's yet another book, They Can't Kill Us All, Ferguson, Baltimore, and A New Era in America's Racial Justice Movement by Wesley Lowry. There are several books if you were thinking about impactful fiction from black authors. The learning doesn't stop with nonfiction works. Black authors have made notable and creative contributions to the worlds of fiction and poetry writing over the years, including Pulitzer Prize winning titles. You can explore books like Transcendent Kingdom by Ya Jesse, a profound story of faith, addiction, and loss. And of course, Ya Jesse is a Ghanaian name. You should check that out. The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Passing by Nella Larson. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. You should read For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. You should read White Teeth by Zeddie Smith. You should definitely read The Color Purple by Alice Walker. There are many books of poetry by black authors. I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. I Can't Talk About the Trees Without the Blood by Tiana Clark. Cole by Audrey Lord. Citizen, an American Lyric by Claudia Ranking, and a lot more. What I'm going to do is just put a list of these books and more in the show notes. You can get these show notes by navigating to www.kingdomvibespodcast.com. Well... This concludes today's episode. Make sure you have a happy and meaningful Black History Month. Stay safe. You can get additional information on our website at kingdomvibespodcast.com. Also, I invite you to engage with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages and follow us on Twitter. Please share this with your friends and family. We hope this episode has inspired you to continue having more conversations with God. The way you do that is to tune into His frequency and experience the waves of God. Until next time, please be safe.